Hey there, folks. It's episode 129. The Golden Globe nominations are out, and once again, we have been spited for best podcast nomination, but that's okay. We prefer to stay underground. Uh, this week, we are joined by Jesse and Katie Martin of the brand new Character Coffee that opens today on December 12th. Plus, Heather returns from her sickness. We're talking about uh, Port Authority in New York. We're talking about wildfires in California. We're talking about net neutrality. Uh, we're bringing back history lessons. We're talking about the Golden Globe nominations and much, much more. We are happy to have you folks. Episode 129 of the Uticast. Oh yeah. Welcome back, folks. It's the Uticast episode 129. It's 129. It goes fast. It does. I, I, just, I can't believe that. You know, it's funny. Um, we passed uh, like a thousand uh, Twitter followers not too long ago, and I didn't make a big deal out of it because like, okay. Do you know what I mean? No, it's, it's still a thousand. But I remember making like a big thing out of it like in my head. Like, you know, man, most of my Twitter accounts don't ever get to a thousand because I've never had anything... Like, you know, <laughs> worthwhile to say. Is that why you were blasting music and dancing and smiling, dancing around, celebrating? This is a while ago, I'm saying. Oh, oh. This is a long time ago. I didn't bring it up. But what's funny is I stopped paying attention after we hit 1,000. Mm-hmm. And then, like, within, like, a very quick amount of time, we got another extra 100. And I was like, oh, wow, that's kind of weird the way this all works. See, there you go. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. I lost my train of thought. What was I talking about that? Uh, I don't know. And welcome back and Twitter. Oh, I right. think because you were talking about time goes fast. Oh, time oh, yeah. goes fast. Yeah, yeah. I guess yes. when we first started the show, I would have been happy if we had like fifty people listening to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm glad that you, uh, all you listeners out there, continue to support the show. Uh, I read this today as we were getting ready for the show. Do you know we have a winter storm warning going on tonight? I just saw that before I left the house. Yeah, apparently and it's all of Oneida County. Not yeah, northern. Oh. Yeah, tonight about ten o'clock. Apparently through the rest of the day tomorrow, the early part of the day, it's going to get real nasty, yeah. I've heard. Interesting. I yeah. hope so. I want snow. Bring it. As do I. I'm still in the fresh, like, snow vibes. I'm still yeah. enjoying it. Even though this morning when I had to move the cars and all the cars are covered in snow, I was like, okay. <laughs> it's the start of this. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and be positive. Uh, I have a quick non-secular about this, by the way. So uh, I work in a classroom, right? And I treat my classroom the same way I treat like a hotel room if I go in there I'm turning the heat all the way up I'm turning all the lights on because I'm not paying for any of this power or heat or technology right like this is part of the job it's a perk so right so the heat in my room it's always very warm and comfortable in my room and I've been getting a lot of kids complaining when they walk in like yo Mr. F it's hot in here I'm like yo it's 30 degrees outside like I don't want to hear any complaining uh, I don't know. Then they go into the hallway, and it's freezing cold in the hallway. So I don't know what these kids are mad about. Do they prefer to be cold? I think you've just become an old man. Yeah. I think you're yes. just an old man now. Yeah. You're like, look, this is a balmy 78 degrees. It is a balmy. Because <laughs> as, as you get older, you lose that thing that makes you realize that 78 degrees outside is very different from 78 degrees mm-hmm. inside. Yes, that's true. It's you probably too that. hot in there. I don't, okay, so let me, let me prerequisite this. I work in a Utica City school, so... <laughs> The heating aperture that they provide you is not as, uh, 
nuanced as you would hope for. My heat settings are basically all the way on or blowing cold air into the room. Those are the two options I have, right? It's not like there's some like, oh, let me pull this back to 68. No, it's like 85 or 35. Those are really the two options to choose from. 68 is still a little high. Well, I'm just saying. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Um, so, Heather, welcome back. Yes. You are fully recovered. You're working on your way to recovery. We missed you last week. Oh, good. I missed you guys, too. He skipped history lessons. I know. I saw that. All right. We're going to we'll get to that. I have a whole thing about that. <laughs> oh, okay. <later> on. <laughs> He's got Heather, a whole bunch more history. Were you, I guess what my question is, were you healthy enough to get any climbing in this weekend? No, I didn't do anything no. this weekend. Did you do any Christmas shopping? No. No. Kev, what about you? How was no. your weekend? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't do any Christmas shopping. Uh, it was It was good. It was fine. Mm, yeah, nice. pretty standard. It was a good weekend. It was a busy week at work, so I'm always... When the tail end of the work week is very busy, I find myself much more appreciative of my days where I don't have to do anything mm-hmm. necessarily. Makes like, sense. You can get some stuff done, but there's nothing where, like, I have to do this at this time. Yeah. One of those weekends, and it was nice. Well, it is also, and I just need to shout this out there to all my fellow uh, Utica College uh, grad students and all undergrad students, it is finals week for a lot of college students out there for the first uh, half of this year. Uh, Yeah, so if you (laughs) notice that I am all over the place and uh, concerned with lots of things uh, and not following my social media and stuff (laughs) as much as I normally am, uh, it's because I'm not paying attention to it because I have lots of writing to do before Thursday. But after Thursday, semester's over. How long are you done for after that? Uh, It's a good question. Uh, It's third week of January or so? Like second or third week, I think, we go back first. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty nice. So the way it works out this year, too, for uh, a lot of teachers, but I don't know how, how the people who get vacation and Christmas works, we basically have the whole week off because Christmas is on a Monday, mm-hmm. and then New Year's Day is on a Mo- or New Year's Day is on a Monday. So from mm. it really worked out well. Sometimes it works out crummy, but this year it was pretty good. I'm looking See, at- I was a little bit – it's Christmas Eve and Christmas, respectively, are on Sunday and Monday this year, which are pretty much my days off anyway, so it's kind of like a, a little bit of a scam. No, hey, I was going to ask you about that. Are you going to do some – I continually bank holidays. Every time sure. I go in on a day where I have a paid holiday, it sits in mm. the, you know, to be used at a time later, but I just never take any time off, so they just sit there. Mm. Well, I know neither of you guys have done any shopping, but there are officially 12 shopping days left uh, till Christmas. I know Jesus, it's a, is that it? I, yeah, it's the 12th day. It's literally got to go right now. Like, we got to stop the episode. <laughs> I got to go like, and start. I keep prolonging it as long as I can. <laughs> 12 shopping days left till Christmas. Heather, we got to go right now. Like, let's go. Let me ask you guys this question. So I'm going to assume that I know the answer to this. How are you guys feeling? Are you feeling Christmassy? Have no. you noticed it at all this year? Like even going out it. in the world, you're not no, feeling no, it. No, I don't. No. It's weird. It's the worst so far this year. I'm putting the trees up. There's Christmas music in the house. I'm trying to build an atmosphere for right. like, for my son, and I don't feel it. Mm-hmm. That's and fair. I'm wondering if everybody, if it's why, if everybody's feeling that way right now. Well, Kev, are you also not really feeling the vibes? Okay. Yeah, hundred percent. Doesn't feel like you. Mm. What about you? I am actually, and this is off brand for me because I am typically not feeling the vibes for Christmas huh. because it's. You know, it's a struggle to get gifts for everybody, and it's it always comes together pretty late. I would say that this year, I've done a pretty good job of sticking to a very hard budget that I set for myself, and also picking away at this slowly over time. Okay. I looked down today at my Christmas list and what I had done compared to what I thought I had done, and suddenly, I'm like, oh, this isn't so bad, right? And you may have noticed I put the Charlie Brown-style, very small, crummy Christmas tree... Oh, it's- Cute. up in the studio and I have to admit it has indeed helped just a little bit 
with getting the Christmas vibes. I like the light from that small tree yeah. in the corner when like it's just that, like watching mm-hmm. TV because the lights aren't all the way off, which yes. a fully darkened room with the TV on is a little bit oppressive to me. I don't yes. like it. The blue light is just sort of not good. Yeah. But that does a good job of balancing it out where like it's low light, yeah. which I like low light, mm-hmm. especially like at night when I'm hanging out and done for the day. Um, I'm all about that Christmas tree. Mm. I like that tree a lot. That was a gift. Um, so before we get into the top, uh, we've gone seven minutes already, so I'll, I'll go through this really quickly. Uh, for anyone who's on Maiden Utica's Instagram this week, uh, this weekend, you may have seen the excellent footage from the teddy bear toss. So shout out to GFOP, Kate Riley, and everyone at Sash, and everyone involved with the teddy bear they toss. They do such a good job yeah. with that teddy bear toss. I need to crazy. go to one. It was a I've lot of fun. I've never been to one. It's cool. Really? No, really. I should have told you, we had an extra ice pass you could have come yeah, out in the ice with us extra was, ice pass see, all that I didn't get invited it was Saturday <laughs> I, they invited, I was really sick that day anyway they so. invited me but I'd like just gotten home from work I'd been home for like an hour after a long week I was like I'm just I not to going go to sometime. I ended up watching it on KTV yeah. KTV did live coverage of the whole game yeah um yeah. You saw me on the ice, I heard. I did. I saw you and I saw Mr. Magnutica, Justin Parkinson, out gooning around on the ice. And I got to tell both you guys, I was praying hard for a slip and fall. I didn't want to see anybody get injured, but if, if Parkinson had taken a header and fallen on his butt right behind the reporters doing their job, I would have laughed. I have to say, uh, uh, GFOP, longtime friend of the show, Aaron Higgins, was there, who I did not see in a long time. Mm-hmm. And she was very adamant about holding my hand to make sure that neither of us <laughs> fell. Like, she was very concerned about falling down on TV. Aaron Higgins will hold a hand. She'll, she's a hand holder. Uh, speaking of Aaron Higgins, we had a little bit of a uh, Uticast debate this weekend about the television show Friends. Now, Kevin, I know you're a connoisseur of Friends. Sure. Um, so we got in a debate with a lot of listeners on... Uh, on Twitter, and I put up my definitive ranking of the uh, Friends cast. And for the most part, I got pretty positive vibes. So I'm going to head it out to you, all right? This was my ranking for the Friends cast. Are you ready for it? Sure. Number one, Joey. Number two, Chandler. Number three, Phoebe. Number four, Rachel. Number five, Monica. Number six, Swift Punch in the Face. And number seven, Ross. Tell me where I'm wrong. Uh, it all seemed like a big elaborate setup to make a Ross joke. It's not. Um, I know how much you love David Schwimmer and all of his roles. Um, I know he's an inspiration to you in your life, both a style icon and uh, emotionally and behaviorally. It's true. The ranking's not bad. Um, it's tough because you have to qualify what you're ranking the people on. I think it goes time to time and episode to episode, probably. I thought we got a lot of agreement for the most part. I, I, go ahead. No, no, go. No, please. I think I like Chandler the best for... That was the biggest... He's mine, because he's, like, the one that would be the most real with you. That was the most contentious <laughs> choice, was putting Chandler I over Joey. I think Chandler's funnier. Yeah, than and he's funnier, and Joey's just a ditz, and I don't trust Joey's him. Joey's like a <laughs> magical special unicorn. It's tough for me to rank <laughs> Rachel Green anywhere other than number one in my heart forever, as well. <laughs> well it's you also know, tough. <laughs> I, I got a lot of flack from Erin Higgins, because she says I liked Monica. <laughs> and I had to explain that I also like Monica a lot. I think Monica is drastically underrated. She's just swinging with a lot of power hitters out there. It's not really like it's not her fault necessarily but somebody's uh, got a bat sixth yeah. and seventh in the lineup hey speaking of batting lineups either you're gonna be annoyed about this one for I'm just one we're gonna take a little sidebar little sidebar take a little here sidebar and talk about it uh yeah yeah so this week uh the new york yankees acquired the national league the reigning reigning national league mvp from the miami marlins giancarlo stanton now, I'm not going to get into all the baseball about how awesome this is or how many dingers they're going to hit out of Yankee Stadium or how gassed I am to watch him hit with Aaron Judge. Spoiler alert, tons. Tons. <laughs> Super gassed. Very excited. But what I did 
really enjoy, if there was one low-key highlight of the weekend, it was listening to all of you wonderful uh, Boston Red Sox fans, all of the salt, all the Yankee the haters, all of the salt. Oh has my been so god! Nice. It's good to be hated again as a Yankee. It's fan. nice to be hated. It's I, nice to be smug. I've missed the Evil Empire. Mm. I'm glad that we're back. Oh man, it felt so good. I can't wait to hose down everybody. Is this what it's like to be on the opposite side? To have all these people throwing things at you that are like realistic? <laughs> like they spend all this money, they're bad for baseball. I'm like, you yep, spent money. They made sucks. a trade. <laughs> so, they made a trade. Yeah, that's the thing, too. They didn't do anything wrong in this scenario. Now, whether they did or didn't make that trade with Derek Jeter is, has <laughs> no bearing on anything else. Uh, so, yeah, that's our that's sidebar. That's just for us. I'm excited just for baseball. No, it's good. It's uh, nice to hear you guys. If you're... Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, Heather. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Heather, you go ahead. Oh, I got nothing. Let's no, take us. Really, no, no. Not, no, not really about know. this. Spin us in the next thing, then. Oh, what I don't got? know. What do we got? What do you want to talk about? No, We're no, gonna... it's you. Me? You no, got? we don't want to talk about me right Yeah, what's now? on your mind? No, Come on. nothing's on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Getting well is on my mind. <laughs> All right. Well, we've already gone a long time with this intro, so let's dig through some of the uh, some of the bigger topics from this week. And I just want to say, uh, this happened this morning. Uh, I know a lot... Uh, this is Monday morning when... We, or Monday morning this happened. Uh, there is... There was an explosion... Uh, at 42nd Street, 8th Avenue, uh, at the Port Authority in Manhattan, uh, one of the busiest subway stations in New York City. Uh, four people were injured, but no one has been uh, no one has been fatally injured. Um, this is this is sad. Obviously, it wasn't. I believe the guy had a pipe bomb or some yeah. sort of small level device uh, trapped to him. It's funny because I was talking about this with somebody today about how New York City is the ultimate example of, like, people who just go on and live their lives, right? For years when I lived in New York, uh, I would get phone calls from my mom or my stepdad, and they would be like, oh, there's this terrorist attack in the subway. The terror level's yeah, up to orange, are you yeah. safe? Yeah, and at one point in time, and I always appreciated that they were, you know, wanted the best for me. But I remember one day my, my stepdad called, and I said to him, look, I'm, I gotta get that subway to get to work. Do you know I mean? Like, at some point in time, I'm not going to live my life like, oh, God, I can't get in the subway today. I'm not going to call into work and tell them, I don't know, the threat level's really high. You know what I mean? New York in general is a place where people, you know, they rally around each other and they move back into reality as quick as possible. And I hope that uh, what happened wasn't too terrible to you know, the city and to people who were hurt. I hope it wasn't something that you know, ruins the infrastructure of that, like, area and community. Because Port Authority, you know, for a lot of people, Port Authority in New York, the bus station on 42nd Street, is the very first thing they see when they come into New York. That's where most of the buses uh, come into New York City. The first place I ever went to New York when I came in was at Port Authority, right? So it is... uh, So for all the jokes that people make about Port Authority, uh, like, it is a disgusting hole. You know what I mean? That's not... There's no lies. Uh, But... You know, it does mean something. It's the first place that a lot of people coming to New York for the first time will well, ever see. The and nice thing is they caught the guy. For once, the yeah. guy didn't commit suicide, or they actually had yeah. him. And so, yeah, I'm glad that there will be some justice uh, to be administered. I hope. Uh, and shout outs to all my my friends in New York. I saw somebody joking on Twitter about it, and sort of the same thing you said. They were like, you know, it said "rest of the country." Oh my God, terrorism, all caps. Yeah. And I was like, people from New York. It's like. Okay, like this dumb crazy guy with his half homemade <laughs> junk bomb made me thirty six minutes late for my train. Yeah, yeah, New Yorkers, we're tough. We're a tough crew. It is funny how New York works like that because there's so many people who move around so much all day, every day, and nothing ever happens. Yeah. Every once in a while, there was nine eleven. Certainly, and there have been a couple other attacks, and some people have gotten killed. Certainly, people get killed as people get killed everywhere all the time. But like, 
realistically, nothing actually happens. Like, it's not like this is something that happens every week and people are always like, oh, it's going to start happening yeah. more and more. Maybe, but it hasn't, um, and i got to go to work. Yeah, exactly. And, like, life's too short, so I'm not going to let myself yeah. get whipped up into a frenzy of fear just to yeah. sign away more of my rights. And once and once these New Yorkers go through the proper, you know, appropriate grieving time, which for New Yorkers is always a little bit shorter than everybody else, mm-hmm. I'm very positive that all my New York friends and all the people in New York will dig right back into making a life for themselves like they always have. So, for sure. So, yeah, good stuff. Uh, you know, prayers and all that kind of thing. Um, you praying? Uh, not me. Some people pray. Uh, not me. I'm, I'm concerned for my friends. I'll put it that way. Of course. Uh, I'll tell you something else that's concerning me this week. We talked about it a few weeks ago, but uh, despite all of our phone calls and all of our... Uh, you know, all of our FCC comments. I sent a lot of... I actually sent more messages than I normally do. I usually just talk about these things and never do them. But this time, I actually uh, sent a lot of things into the FCC. But, uh, surprise, surprise, uh, didn't really help. Uh, It looks like the FCC will vote to repeal its net neutrality rules on December 14th. Uh, The votes are pretty much three to two in favor of it, uh, according to what they actually have to vote by. It looks like it's sort of a foregone conclusion. Uh... So I guess get in all your Amazon Prime shipping before the 14th, before it all goes to shit, I suppose. I don't know. I think it's going to take a while. Yeah, it takes more. It it does take, yeah. Uh, In general, big companies, Amazon, Google, Facebook, Netflix, will be able to afford all these tolls, but it's the smaller companies that are going to have to deal with a lot of this. Um, Yeah, you know, you you can talk about it all the want. We've been talking about it for a while. You see it all over the place. Uh, It's it's tough when something that most people in this country seem pretty uh, positive about and seem to be voicing their opinion doesn't seem to make a difference. Gotta vote. Yeah, gotta vote. Elections have consequences. It's all yeah. it always comes down to. Mm. It's amazing how many people I, I saw on Facebook or anywhere that weren't saying anything. Because well, people don't understand it. I know, but it's just yeah. still, it's, it's sad because when they have to pay for Facebook and all this stuff, stuff they're going to Most win. people will do it without complaining. That's Most crazy. people get it. People pay for all sorts of stuff. They'll do little upcharges here and there. It's... Because you're not talking about them coming out and gouging people like, oh, no. an extra 45 bucks a month to use Facebook. But it's little stuff like, okay, well, you want the social program where you get this and this and this extra five right. bucks a month. Oh, well, that doesn't include YouTube. That's in the video package. So we're going to have to get right. you in and on that. It's kind of like the Ned and Network. And so forth from there. And that's exactly what yeah. it's going to be is people picking little bits because an extra 20 bucks a month from everybody is a lot the, of money. The one yeah. that scares me is uh, what happens to SoundCloud and our platform. Yeah, like right? like sound, Like SoundCloud's <laughs> a company in general that has had up and down like financial stories going on about them for years. Like, uh, you know, I don't think it's too behind the curtain to say that. Yeah, about, no, we talked about it a lot. Yeah. We, we did a whole segment. Yeah, you know, I moved all this stuff over to alternate uh, RSS feed creators because I was just wanted to be on, you know, just in case something happened, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I wonder if these sort of smaller independent companies like the SoundClouds and Squarespaces and whatever's of the world, right, are are going to be able to handle this, you know what I mean? My, my real concern about it going forward, you know, should it go through as it looks like it's going to, isn't so much even about the price gouging and the paying for stuff because, mm-hmm. you know... A couple extra bucks a month might mm-hmm. or might not kill somebody. And, you know, you can also maybe a little bit optimistically but think that maybe you'll just make some different choices and how you choose to spend yeah. your time. Um, but the thing that I'm really concerned about with it is access to information. Absolutely. And the control of the information that you are allowed to access. Mm. That's where I think yeah. the real concern that's, comes in. That's a great point. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. Well, because I think, you know, even today I was talking to a guy at work and we were talking about Christmas shopping. He's like, you get Christmas shopping? I was like, you know, I did all my shopping on 
online this year. And this dude like went on a tangent talking to me. He's like, no, dude, that's how they get you. And he was that guy. And for the first time ever, I was like, hey, you know, you're right. <laughs> they probably, yeah, you're right. It's exactly how they get me, but I don't want to go out in public, sadly. And that's that's what it comes down to, unfortunately. Uh, also, and I just want to say something. We haven't really talked about this. I don't know what you guys have been noticing about what's going on in San Bernardino and Ventura County in California with these wildfires. Horrifying some of these images yeah. that are coming up. Really sad. Sad stuff. <laughs> Someone posted one. I'm like, this is what I would guess the world would look like if it was ending. Yeah. There was just fire and burning everywhere. It looks like, like hell. It, it really terrible. Yeah. I'm like, in California, I feel terrible for all the families and everyone there. And that's sort of something that you wonder, like, I've read reports today that like, today was the first day in a while that they're, the fire, you know, the firefighters were making some sort of gains against what was going on, but it's all, it's all connected to, like, if the wind picks up. That's horrifying, yeah, know. right? You know what I mean? Well, because they've got, I mean, they're right in the middle of the San Diego winds yeah. right now, which yeah. are warm winds yeah. just yeah. blasted in. It's just, it's been yeah. horrible for people. Like, I mean, and it's crazy because a lot of the areas where it's affecting are a lot of places where normally... People are pretty insulated from a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Rupert Murdoch, Rupert Murdoch's house burned out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one of his many, many properties. <laughs> his many, right. many. But like, yeah. that stuff is crazy. And it's just, it's wild mm-hmm. to see, you know, the the cold, detached part of my brain thinks it's really interesting to live in such a time where we have so much, like such a wealth of footage and images yeah. and everything. It's really crazy to live at a time where you can actually look at this and be able to, you know, certainly doesn't make it feel like you're there, but... To get a scope and to see those hills where people are driving down mm-hmm. the freeway, it's really, really, I mean, yeah. it's almost like a train wreck where you can't look away, but it's really mm-hmm. interesting to see. When I saw the video the first fascinating. time. Fascinating. It's fascinating. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, I think that's a good way to end this first uh, half of our show. Let's get to this week's interview. Heather, I got to thank you because you were the person who connected me with Jesse and Katie Martin of Character Coffee. Uh, they were great folks. They have, yeah, they're great. They're really good friends. Much like anybody who connects you connect me to, they always have nothing but really nice things to say to you I, are you paying these people no are you <laughs> Heather's just really nice just super... <laughs> could you imagine trying to have to think of a mean thing to say about Heather I'm sure you could figure it out it would be damn near impossible <laughs> it'd be hard to want to find the vitriol to do it like no, I don't know how I would find so the, nice. the anger I'm kind <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, Jesse and Katie Martin of Character Coffee, uh, we had a great time. Uh, they came in. Uh, I did the thing where I told them it was only going to be 15 minutes, and we went much longer than that. Surprise. That's your favorite thing. My Can favorite. I just tell you real quick? He texts me afterwards. He's like, dude, I just hung out with Sam for like three hours. What a cool guy. No, oh, thank Those thank guys you. are awesome. Oh, see? Look at that. See? Uh, well, again, the, <laughs> this, happens like all, this happens all the time. You get people, when you get a certain amount of the interview done, right? You don't want to press people too long, right? Yeah. So you're like, all right, this is good. We got what we need to get. Let's let's call it here, right? But then once people do the 40-minute interview, now they're ready to go. And I, I can't tell you, I would say at least 50 or 60% of the interviews end with another 45 to 50-minute conversation. Oh, all the time. Afterwards. A lot of times yeah. I'll be here for interviews and people stay and hang out and talk. And I think a lot of it, too, is because, you know, you tend, you'll jump right into an interview. Like somebody comes down, you're like, all right, let's sit down, let's, here's what we're going to do, and then we go right in there's a reason so, for that, too, though. Well, no, I yeah. think that's a smart way to do it. Yeah. But then you can see that when it's somebody you don't know. You can listen to it and sort of hear that get to know each other and the excitement building mm. of, like, a new friend conversation <laughs> that goes on. That's why these people hang out. Plus, we've got great amenities like coffee, seltzer, yes. all sorts of stuff. <laughs> uh, and, and what's funny, it's true, we have lots amenities. of amenities. Uh, and I will say, uh, I did not know that today 
uh, December 12th, 2017, is also the opening day yep. for Character Coffee. So if you're listening to this on Tuesday, stop okay. by. It's opening day. Say stop. hello to yeah Jesse and Katie. I know I'm going to stop. I'm going in. Are you going to go? I'm going to stop on the way home from work. Business is popping up like weeds downtown. It's a good thing to see. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to this week's interview. Jesse and Katie will be back in just a moment. I'm like, I've loved... Any of his, like, Instagram stories just selfies of him talking to... Yeah, I just love talking. Right? To the people. <laughs> well, I, you know, <laughs> it's not funny. That <laughs> when I first did podcasting, I didn't know how to market it. Right? That was my biggest issue. Oh, yeah. I had a lot of fun doing the old podcast from back in the day. It was yeah. fun talking sports and fun you kind know, of like being a jerk. You know, yeah. Like... But, you know, this was, like, the mid-2000s, like, 2007, mm-hmm. eight, right? And... I didn't want to put this stuff on iTunes mm-hmm. because I was using all sorts of unlicensed music. Yes. And just being <laughs> yeah. Although, you know, you know, and I gotta be honest, and that always confuses me. Like, I just watched a whole bunch of videos on YouTube yesterday. Yeah. And there was some guy talking about film editing, right? He's doing this whole right. thing about film editing, and he's showing all these clips from these Marvel movies. And I'm like, look at the way they edit this here, here, here. And I'm like, that's How come this guy's allowed to just hear yeah, all this? Like, yeah. it? Am I? There must be like I don't have a SAG card or anything. I don't know. Especially what it is. Marvel, yeah. they're usually on it. Like, I know. Little thing. Yeah. I've only been dinged once on really? the entire history of the show. I used a Beatles song during a segment. Oh where yeah. Because so, well, we used to do a segment which I'm not doing with you guys, sadly, where I would make people pick their theme songs, like if they're a professional funny. wrestler. And I would play the song on the way out. I already have it fixed out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to write that down for later. Okay, good. Um, uh, yeah, so, you know, that used to be a gimmick we would do, and then my friend Maria picked the Beatles, and mm-hmm. I got a SoundCloud hit. They were like, hey, stop stop messing around. Stop screwing around that's with that Beatles. Crazy. Yeah, that's That's awesome. <laughs> that's the where Beatles, the line is. That's wild. The Beatles are touchy, apparently, more than yeah. most other things. Well, once Apple bought it. all the albums, and... That's true. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Apple. I bought yeah. all your products. I know. Freaking Apple. <laughs> I know. I, I, I tried to get off Apple mm-hmm. this last run when I How got a I new go? cell phone. I didn't like anything else that was out there. Like, yeah. and I'm not... I'm not trying to be a fanboy, but that Google yeah. Pixel seemed like a big... I was hoping it was... I was hoping it was going to be good. Mm-hmm. I, wanted, I almost got it. I wanted a third I option, got it. right? Because yeah. yep. I don't like... i got to be honest. Like I have friends who are Samsung people. They keep trying to sell me on it. Yeah. And maybe I'm just being like stubborn, and I'm just like, no, nothing you can say yeah. will sell me <laughs> on your on your. I can't phone. do it. And it, we're both former Apple employees. Mm. And really? like So like we... I, I tried we to be like... the Apple juice, but it's yeah. like... I don't know. Were you guys... Geniuses. She was. was. You were a genius. Was, oh, actually, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's a bold accusation, but it's <laughs> it's good. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, uh, Jesse, Katie. It's a real pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. Uh, Thank what you. do you guys? What's your? Are you guys the owners? You're calling yourselves. You have job yeah. titles. I was makeup. Co-owners. Co-owners. Do you go by? Uh, I kind of go by director of coffee. Director of coffee. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. like a fancy way to make myself feel better about listen, just being a barista. <laughs> I, I I tell people I am host. And producer. Yeah. CEO. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> There's nothing to be host and producer of. It's yeah. just me, right? So yeah. it's like, but I need those, I need those credits. I need those yeah. title credits in the future yeah. in case someone asks. Totally. Uh, 
it's real. I'm really happy to have you guys here. Uh, the store opening uh, is on December 12th, so that will be the day this Finally. episode comes out. Awesome. Oh, awesome. So look at that. Cool. It's kismet. Kismet in Kismet. timing. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so congratulations. Thank I'm very, I'm very happy for you guys. Uh, shout out to Heather, who really was very adamant that I bring you guys on. She really wanted awesome. you guys to come yeah. on. Isn't she great? She's, she's the best. Yeah. Everybody needs PR. She's like, she, she knows everyone. She, she is a PR master. <laughs> she, you know, it's so funny. Uh, I didn't, I met her during an interview. I interviewed, I brought her really? on the show. Oh, really? And like, it was like episode like 17, like really early on. And she was very accommodating. Yeah. Back, those early episodes were back in the day when anyone who came on the show was really doing me a favor. Yeah. Right? Because no, I didn't really know that many people anymore, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. I've been gone for a long time. So anyone who came in was really doing it just because right. someone from Maiden Utica was like, hey, come here and do this for us. Like, we're trying to get this thing off the ground. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. Awesome. And Heather was very accommodating. Yeah. So, guys, I do want to talk a little bit more about Character Coffee, uh, but first, I'm going to split you guys apart for a second, mm-hmm. and we're going to break things apart. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and uh, we're going to break you guys apart individually. So, uh, Jesse, I'm going to start with you, since you're in the closer seat here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse, where are you? Where were you born? So, uh, born and raised here in Utica. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of bounced around Whitesboro, Clinton, Utica. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, graduated from Clinton, but I've been here Clinton. most of my life, yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. I always ask people on the show. Uh, I was a Proctor guy, so growing up, went to Proctor. Mm-hmm. I knew all the stereotypes that people assumed about me as a Proctor student. What were the stereotypes that people assumed about you as a Clinton student? Oh, everybody thought we had, like, rich parents, like, doctors, <laughs> lawyers. So. But my mom was literally the manager of a Dunkin' Donuts. Like, <laughs> the Dunkin' Donuts like, in Clinton? Yes, yeah, I love yeah. that one. It's great. <laughs> it's the only good one, actually, I think. Yeah, I think that there is... This happens a lot with education, like mm-hmm. like grad school, and people are like, oh, you're in grad school, you must be one of those mm-hmm. highfalutin types, right? One of those fancy <laughs> pants. I'm like, I have eaten a box of wheat thins for dinner three nights in a row because I have no money. I'm yeah. like, I, I think you have the wrong impression. Yeah, like, Look, totally. Yeah. Did you like your time in Clinton? Uh, I, so like while I was there, I was kind of like, I hung out with like the, the weirdo crowd mm-hmm. and like... Uh, it is definitely like some of the stereotypes of people in Clinton are... are, are you weren't just in Clinton. Yeah, I, w- I was kind of all over the map. I got kicked out of high school, Ooh. so I had to go to Lincoln Trump Academy maker? for. Yeah, I was a little bit of a fighter. Mm. So I, uh, mm. I loved. I looking back, I like get very nostalgic about Clinton. But while I was growing up, I thought it was like the mm. worst place ever to grow up. That's but, kind of what growing up is. Though, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but no, I, looking looking back, all my teachers yeah. and even some of the kids I got into fights with are pretty uh, stand up people. I think now. Yeah, I think, I always thought about that, because I, when I left Utica, it was in that special time of man's life, and I'm like, I'm never coming back here, yeah. right? And then you find out when you go somewhere else that, well, oh wait, all my neurotic bullshit is still mine, like, yeah, I, brought it, yeah. I brought it with me, I didn't, yeah. I didn't leave it here, so when I, came, when I came back to Utica, which I think happens sometimes for people, you either get, you're like, oh, it came back, what a mess, I mean, like, mm-hmm. I, I was happy to come back, like, I was kind of burned right. out, right? Yeah. Now, I, I may have added the wrong Jesse Barton on Facebook. No worries. Did you spend some time in North Carolina, or is that I a did. different Jesse? Oh, you yeah, did? Okay. So okay. I, I put that on there because of ISIS. Um, I was in the military for a little mm-hmm. bit, so I didn't want ISIS <laughs> track. Oh, right, of course. I see. <laughs> no, I, I just, I mostly don't know how to use Facebook. Mm. So, yeah. We, uh, I've only had a couple people on here who have had any sort of military service. I don't mm-hmm. really press people to talk about mm-hmm. it, but did you, like, how long did you... Were you... I was in the reserves for, oh, like, reserves? four years. Mm-hmm. It was... Uh, Something I felt like I had to do. Really long trainings, it. but never deployed or. Yeah, I never, never got yeah. to like go overseas. Boot camp and stuff, though. I got yeah, healthcare. yeah. And healthcare. That's why yeah. we're <laughs> <over> the business. <laughs> so here we are. Well, good. It's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, did you do college at all? 
Um, I, I tried it a few times. Uh, just not for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a, you know, it's funny because I always ask people that question. I think some people get, it's people who didn't do the college route get mm. like nerved out by it. But like, I, I work in the education sector now. Mm. Yeah. And especially in these last like, 15, 20 years, the idea that you need to go to college and get a job mm-hmm. and do this in this order mm-hmm. sort of has proven out to not really be true, right? Yeah. If you have a degree, totally. that's cool. But there's no guarantee. I have a damn bachelor's degree that I make no money. Right? Like, there's no yeah. guarantee that because totally. I have this piece of paper that I'm going to be able to make it's anything It's hard. For me, it's a it. very big business. Mm. It's, it, it depends what you use of it. But I totally like... the degree... There's a huge piece of me that wants that piece of paper someday, but I like, I, I like if I if I like how how old do you feel? Let me ask you. Twenty seven. Okay, so you're mm-hmm. close enough into my age range. I'm like thirty one. Okay. I think that there is this for a certain age group of people. There is that like I want that though. Like it still yeah. means something. To yeah, even if, for me, even yeah. if it was like an associates and like mm-hmm. general studies, I would just be like, yeah, whatever. I did it. Like, mm-hmm. but it's not a huge thing. Uh, and when, when did, so how long were you in North Carolina just for military stuff and you came back up here? No, actually, uh, so like I joined the military, she got an incredible job offer to go work in Charlotte. Um, Mm. when I got out of boot camp and training, we got married and we moved down there for a year. Mm. When did you guys get married? 2014. Same month as Heather. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like two weeks after. Wonderful. Yeah. Katie, I'm going to jump over to you for a second because I feel like we're starting to get to a point where we're going to cross over. So let's start here. Katie, where were you born? Uh, so... Herkimer. Herkimer. Yeah, born and okay. raised out there. Mm. Went to Herkimer High School. Mm. Um, just Valley area. <laughs> now, now, that's an interesting one because unlike like Clinton and New Hartford and the Whitesboro of the world, I don't know anything about what Herkimer school systems are like. like I, I have think, not a clue. Like, <laughs> I didn't know what like the stereotypes were, and then I married Jesse. I'm like, not going to get into it. I don't want to I thought Herkimer was great. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Well, even if you're in the Valley, like, we all know the stereotypes of like Gillian or Mohawk right, right, or sure. and vice versa. Which is a joke because we're all the same. Sure, that's and uh, but no, it was good. <laughs> I feel like my my whole thing with Herkimer was I had friends who went to H Triple C, right? And H Triple C always had this mentality of being like, "Oh, it's the party school," but like I also took the other side of it, and it made me really sad yeah. when H Triple C shut down their broadcast and radio. Right, yeah, yeah. that was huge for really so sad. many of like, so my friends. Many, dude, so many friends of mine who live in New York now who mm-hmm. do video editing or who mm-hmm. do freelance work got their, yeah. like, they, they cut their, their, yeah, their bones on shame. doing that ACCC program. Yeah. Uh, and I think that still to, to say ACCC's narrative is like, oh, whatever, it's like Absolutely. party school. And that's, and that's unfairly that's maligned, I feel like. Yeah. 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 People yeah. party, but people party every school. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like Syracuse is like the number one party school in the state. Oh, yeah. yeah. And no one talks about that. Yeah. For a minute, I thought it was like the nation. It like, could have been the nation. It, it, it was like a yeah. crazy little town. <laughs> Syracuse is a wild town. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, what, uh, what did you, you went to Herkimer. Okay. Did you go to college as well? Yeah. So, reluctantly, I uh, went to SUNY IT. I, it's nothing against you. Yeah, I yeah. hated college. The whole vibe of, yeah. I want to be a graphic designer. I already know my trade mm-hmm. at the time. And I had to go learn about like Aztec Mayans and pay yes. for it. Yeah. Uh, that was really hard for me. And I actually still have to finish a science elective, so I don't officially have my degree, but I still pay for it. So here we are. <laughs> a few weeks ago. You bring up a good point. A few weeks ago, I was in a class, and the teacher was very type B. And I appreciate that. I mm-hmm. like a little more loose class mm-hmm. structure, but there's a lot of people who don't like that, right? Right. So it was late in the year, and we were watching a film, and we were going to write an essay on the film afterwards and then have a discussion about it. And one of the kids didn't have to write the essay. They were written three of the four essays, which is what you had to do. Sure. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want to stay for the movie. So she gets up and leave and starting to leave and the teacher's like, Where are you going? She's like, I'm leaving. I don't need to <laughs> I don't need to sit here for this. I've seen this movie As already. Adults, yeah. As, yeah. <laughs> and the teacher ended up getting in a fight with her and walking 
out, right? Dang. And it was the first time in a while I've heard the student be like, I paid for this course. Right. I don't have to do this. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, wow. I'm going to start using that all the time. Yeah. That's getting, pretty, like, so pretty I would guess brave. like in college. So I would get, the good thing about this is what I got out of it was like communication skills. Sure. So just how to talk with adults and professors mm. where... That was a big part of it. Let me tell you, that's an under, how to write an email. Like, underappreciated skill yeah. because yeah. most of the kids I teach now, like my kids are middle school kids, mm-hmm. they cannot talk in it's public. Hard. They have mm-hmm. no. I'm like, you guys are gonna go get like job interviews, and you're gonna be like sitting with your thumbs up your butt and just being mm-hmm. like, mm, I, I'm good at Minecraft. It's like, okay, yeah. can you come in to work at time and show up? And I'm like, oh, it's like, yep. yeah. I'm like, use your words, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a great skill though, and an underappreciated skill in right. a world that is increasingly technological. When I look back, and I try to look at the good of it. But, yeah. So you guys get married in 2014. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you guys meet, though, initially? Like, when was your... I used to deliver pizzas for Palermo's Ooh. Pizza. Yes, to, like, Palermo's. 3 a.m. And I lo- so I was in college, I was bored, so I did all these jobs. <laughs> super sketchy. I don't know why it's anybody let sketchy. me do this. We all are kind of confused. But, super here, weird. it was fun. So, I had known Jesse... But you go ahead. I I walked in with my buddy at the time, and I I literally stopped him in the door and I said, I don't know who that girl is back there, but I'm gonna marry her someday. Ooh! And then I totally came in Strong. for he like came every day for chicken, chicken tenders, chicken tender. and they're not good. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's a lie. They're pretty good. <laughs> they were. <laughs> and uh, yeah, hmm. that was the short story. What was your first date? Did you guys, did you guys just get coffee? Rock climbing. I, rock climbing. I said yes. I could rock climb. Mm. No wonder you guys are friends with Heather. <laughs> yeah, that's how they found him. That yeah. makes total they, sense. They Their literally adopted me. Like it was super weird. I, like, yeah. I stopped asking Heather how her weekend was because I would just go, <laughs> "Where'd you go climbing? Where'd you go climbing this week? Is yeah. it indoor, outdoor?" She, I, she's very predictable. Yep. Yeah, I love her. She's the best. Uh, <laughs> so let me ask you this: You guys, you're opening the coffee shop mm-hmm. on Tuesday, mm-hmm. December twelfth. Yeah. Uh, you got married in 2014. Was there any thought of a coffee shop in 2014, or when did this... Not even. No. When so, did... when we moved to Charlotte, because yeah. I had that job, I was there probably about a year before you got there, mm-hmm. and we, I had work friends, but other than that, we had no friends. Yeah. So, we got such into coffee friends. just out of a hobby, Right. and it was such a passion, and there were so many specialty coffees, you could touch on that better, that... So, like, I, I, when we moved to Charlotte, I was, like, bored, I didn't know anybody, I'd only <laughs> ever been in Utica, where I knew, like, right. I could go to a price shopper and guarantee yeah. you're going to see someone you know. So I started getting into coffee. I um, I dabbled a little bit here, uh, like learning how to do a Chemex, but I got like really into it. Yeah. And I'd go to a local coffee shop in Charlotte and like ask the baristas questions. And they started to introduce me to this whole world outside of like uh, like Dunkin' Donuts mm-hmm. or like a Starbucks uh, kind of feel. And I just was like, this is it. Like this is the only thing there is for me out here. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure. So that was a New York thing for me. Is you mm-hmm. know that we didn't. There was a Dunkin' Donuts around my apartment. In York, mm-hmm. but there was also right. like four different small that was, bodegas yeah. and cafes that were doing that was what we loved about charlotte there was yeah. like a coffee shop in every corner and they were all friends or worked for each other yeah. and but they all offered something completely different yeah so it, was, it was just cool absolutely uh well that's actually a great question because it sort of ties into something i was going to say you know i've here at Uticast, me and Utica, we talk to lots of folks who have mm-hmm. restaurants like and coffee shops. We're very close to the guys invite yeah coffee cook roasters uh, menigos mojos things like that yeah these are all great venues, and I like all of them. Mm-hmm. But like, what? How would you per se like? What's something you want to do to sort of stand apart from the particular totally. crew of things? Like, how would you? Like, and I'm not, you know, I'm not like putting you on the spot or anything. No, you know no, what I'm no, saying? no totally. it's certainly something you must have thought about. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, we are like, a lot of times when we tell people we're opening a coffee shop, they're like, oh, another coffee shop. Mm-hmm. 
And um, we're like super thankful for all the like. There's there's definitely like a coffee culture here already. Oh yes, for sure. Um, we're just trying to kind of add something different to it. A lot of the stuff that we offer are uh, like the single origin coffees from like mm-hmm. a particular region. Through our trade practices, for sure. And yeah. like, so all our the roasters that we work with mm-hmm. trade directly with the farmers. Mm-hmm. So the farmers are getting paid like a higher wage, and in return we sure. get these like really incredible coffees that don't need like flavoring or anything like mm-hmm. that. We do offer like some syrups and stuff, but like. There's like we have a huge emphasis on just like learning to taste coffee. And I think what we're also trying to do is with the breakdown of the experience. Like I was really intentional with building a bar that mm. is like customer facing because I was always that person like what is that? I want to see it yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. and get in that. So like we're trying to offer that opening. And yeah, like, I'm glad you brought that up because that was something I noticed on the website. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's really interesting, and I'm glad that it's, it's an intriguing thing to be right. passionate about, mm. like to have this sort of transparency to be like yeah, no, it's fun. look at what we're doing. I want yeah. to see yeah, totally. it. Yeah. And I have to say, if there's one thing that really stood out for me, um, and it's kind of hard to pinpoint a reason why, I really love a lot of the aesthetic choices you guys have you. chosen that in terms so of design and the mm-hmm. way you, even like the the sweater you're wearing right now is really sharp. Like the mm-hmm. logos are mm-hmm. very sharp. And I know that you guys weren't always character coffee. So my right. assumption is yeah. that somewhere along the line, you probably had to redesign your your ideas for graphics and stuff along totally. the way. That was, it's a funny story if you want to get into it. Well, I was going to get into Do you guys want to talk about it? Because I, yeah. I, I remember yeah. hearing you guys, hearing about Through the Black title Side Black Side Coffee. Mm-hmm. And that originated, yeah. obviously, from the military. Yeah. And the whole point. But it had nothing to do with waterboarding terrorists. Right. Of course. Right. <laughs> of course, yeah. obviously. So if I could get into this, it was, so undisclosed location, you never know where or when we're going to pop up next. And right. he was, mil- yeah. So it worked out. It's pretty good. Uh, three years, fast forward, we say we're opening Black Side Coffee, and I try to avoid the news. I'll keep up to date on the important stuff, but otherwise it's just kind of toxic for me. Yeah. And uh, people hard. were emailing in saying, I can't believe you like black side don't you know what they do mm. and i had a response saying i can't believe i'm saying this but no we don't condone torture that isn't what we <laughs> represent uh initially when we started like when we got the the place <laughs> i said to jesse i'm like should we change the name because people know where we're gonna be now mm. so like there was always that creative reason mm-hmm. so i let them know like well that's not us we also didn't want to spend the rest of our lives telling people who we're not it's right like you don't want to you don't want to i talked about this like uh you don't want to have to defend yourself everywhere yeah. you go. You don't yeah. want to put yourself behind yeah. the eight ball initially, like, right. immediately. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think, I, I like the, like, here's the thing, I'm a non, I don't know shit about the military besides, like, <laughs> what I see on the TV and, like, what my grandfather told me, totally. right? Mm-hmm. So if you told me Black Side Coffee, I was like, oh, that's kind of a dope name. Like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, I, I wouldn't so, have thought about it, like, under any concept yeah. of, like, that's where I, like, I literally came up with it when we were in Charlotte, and I think I, like, posted something, some stupid picture of, like, a cup of coffee, and I put the location as Black Site, mm. like, just to be funny, and I was like, I kind of like that, yeah. and then, like, a few years later, it just, while it, it meant something to us, because it was, like, where we started, we just found it didn't really represent our goal for the brand and right. the shop, and so where, like, it was... that's character came in, and we weren't going to change the name until the right one came, so for days, we just kept saying weird names. It sucked. And then finally it's a character, and we're like, that was it. It was just about representing the characters in coffee. Well, I love the, I, again, I love the, the whole uh, coffee eating company, uh, caffeine and company stuff. Like, it's really it's really excellently done. I assume you guys have an eye for that kind of thing. Yeah, and I like teamed it, up with yeah. somebody I'd met in Katie Charlotte does. for yeah. branding, and she really just helped us pull the vision of every. It was really important to me aesthetically. You and my boss, Justin, would have uh, a lot to talk about. He's another one who's very into particular like styles of <laughs> <Yep>. design. Um <laughs> 
It's weird that like those as I get older, those are the kind of things that I, I watched like three hours of videos about like right. film editing yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was like design stuff. And I was like, I would have been so bored watching. If I showed this to my kids, school, <laughs> yeah. like, like fonts, they make up a city so much you don't realize it. Oh, like yeah. a Rite Aid font or well, and more chain, it matters. So it's like it's going to be in the weaving of the city. They just had that whole documentary about like the Helvetica documentary, yeah. which I want to watch. I'm very curious oh, about that. Um, that would be a good one for you. So guys, uh, today. Technically, I know it's weird since we're in a different, it's a different day when we're recording it, but today is opening day for you yes. guys. Uh, what are you, what sort of expectations are you putting on yourselves going forward? Like, do you expect it, like, what are you guys thinking yeah. is going to be like? Uh, I'm so, like, I'm so excited, like, we're totally honored to be able to, like, contribute to, like, the downtown area. Um, I'd be honest if I'm, like, a, a little scared. Um, <laughs> totally. Um, we would be. Yeah, we just, uh, How like, can you not be? I totally want, like, every drink to be perfect and uh, yeah. like, people to be just blown away. But I realize that everybody, like, whoever gives us a chance, we're totally grateful for it. But everybody's kind of got, like, preconceived, like, expectations. So I'm well, hoping I can do my best to meet them, everybody's but, but needs. But also be able to take the moments to educate who we are. Uh, big part of it is it's going to be a vibe of, like, if you need to get in and get out, I get that. I'm that person. Mm-hmm. But if they want to stay and talk, I love that. Sure. <laughs> and, like, just yeah. get to know more people in Utica. And you guys are doing, uh, so I have your, I'm looking at the website right now, and it's mm-hmm. uh, charactercoffee.com, just mm-hmm. the website. Easy. Good yep. for you guys getting the, the domain yeah, name right? and support, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, had to put in, I had to put in that Uticast, not, not mind you. No that one, was good. No one's fine. No one had, you. that was lucky, you don't know. right? Yeah. No one, was, like, no, no one has the Uticast.com right. or did. Yeah. I mean, I I'm not sure anyone in Utica is just buying up domain names well, for future now. That's what I'm yeah. going to start doing. That's my new MO. Right. You're going to buy up every Utica domain name. That's it. Don't take my idea, <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm on the website. It's charactercoffee.com. Again, love the aesthetics of it. And I'm hey. listing here on the, 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 you guys are doing the coffee you're serving, but you also have snack menus from a lot of places mm-hmm. around here. You're doing mm-hmm. uh, cookies with Christine's and... Uh, that one's not even completely updated. Mm, really? With that, yeah. So we have uh, Christine's cookies. We have crumbs donuts. It's like a paleo, gluten-free, dairy-free. Interesting. But not taste-free. That's good. Good yeah. to know. Yeah. <laughs> good yeah, to know. amazing. Yeah. Baklava's, uh, Rosso's, breakfast sandwiches. I love me some roses, breakfast sandwiches. Like, right. So good. Yes. Uh, well, listen, I'm, I'm really, I'm very excited for you guys. Yeah. Best of luck. I'm very, I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. 171 Genesee Street. Please mm-hmm. help me. I know. Give me an idea what I'm looking at. What else? Utica is College uh, satellite. They're like business campus. Clark campus. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's From like the next window, door down. We can see the yep. painted mural. Beautiful. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I love it. I love it. I'll Hello, be there so. for. I have uh, classes in that next semester. So oh, awesome. Oh, really? I'm awesome. Hassle you guys. Stop cool. Yeah. 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 I have Absolutely. some sort of math class. Pray for me. Pray. Make some. What kind of math? Some prerequisite like intro to macroeconomics Oof. or something like that. I haven't taken a math class in many a year. I'm a history I, major. This hard. is not my right. suit. I failed the uh, pre-algebra in college right. three times. I hate math. If there's a dollar sign, I'm usually in. Like I can get it, but. My, my aunt was the head of the math department at Proctor High School for okay. many years. And she okay. taught calculus to all my friends. Not me, mind you. All my friends. <laughs> yeah. Because she dragged me through, like, course two and three, which is really dating how old I am. Uh, but I got at the end of that, and she's like, don't take any more math. Just, she just, she's like, just, just stop. Like, she's, like, she's like, you're not good at this. Your brain doesn't work this way. I'm like, okay, fine. She's like, read more History. books. <laughs> she, I appreciate it. She's like, yeah. just read more. You'll be That's fine. Uh, all right, guys. Again. Very excited. Uh, charactercoffee.com. Are you guys ready for the lightning round questions? Uh, these are the same five to six questions we've asked everybody who's been on the show. Sure. 100%. Since his, I love it. Uh, and we do this when we have more than one person. Now we do serpentine fashion. So we'll go back and forth and back and forth cool. and back and forth like a draft. 
Uh, Katie, let's start with you. Let's do uh, And this is probably the most pressing question I'm going to ask you guys since it's the most relevant. <laughs> Katie, when you wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. how do you take your coffee? Uh, black. Black. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Depending on what coffee it is, black. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna like ask, that's easy. Yeah. I want to expand on that, but I'm going to ask you as well. Okay. Uh, you take black as well in the morning? Um, espresso for me. I'm yeah. Espresso. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I... What you, yeah. No, I, I, I'm kind of impartial. Like, right now, this mm-hmm. has milk and sugar in it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I stole it from Parkinson, right, on the table, right? right? Uh, I, I feel like with coffee... I've tried to do the black coffee thing, mm-hmm. and I'm a sucker. I have a sweet tooth. I like a little bit of... Yeah. If I can expand. So, yeah. like, if it's... Depending on like what coffees we do get, like some of the wholesalers we have and roasters, I can do those black. If I'm in Dunkin', I'm getting the blueberry, extra cream, extra sugar. Right, right. Do you have whipped cream? <laughs> so it's, yes, exactly. I go more dessert. You know what <laughs> opened my mind to stuff like that, though, actually, to be fair? In the first place I ever did, I used to drink nothing but, like, coffee with cream and I didn't yeah. sugar. That was it. Just, mm-hmm. Right. Whatever. And I went to a coffee shop in Brooklyn a long time ago. It wasn't even really a coffee shop. It was a place called Choice Bakery. Mm-hmm. And they made like coffee, but also like just food, right? Yeah. Just snacks and sandwiches. And I got it, and they had this cold brew iced coffee down there, and they were really pumping it. And I said, I got a large one, and I went over to get like sugar cream for it. I was like, hey man, you got like sweetener? He's like, doesn't need it. Man. Oh, that oh that's the worst. And I was like, <laughs> screw you, man. You, and, yeah. you know what I mean? And I'm sitting there like, thinking about it, and I was like, okay, man. <laughs> so I took a sip of it. And it was delicious. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then I was angry that I was like, mm, Yeah. We're like, we, you pay for it, you do whatever you want to your coffee, but we also say, <laughs> I have a saying, we have cream and sugar, but first try it black. Right, right. Because you're going to yeah. want to add different yeah. stuff based on for, it. For me, it's, it's like, fun. we're like, <laughs> as much as we're like a cafe or a coffee shop, like, to me, it's much more about like hospitality and people. So like, whatever it's whatever yeah. like makes you happy and makes you feel yeah. good. Like that's, good. I'm not here to... Micromanager <laughs> coffee drinking, so good answer. That's good. That's good. That's, I'm glad we got there. Jesse, I'm gonna stay with you for this one. Uh, what was your first automobile? Uh, Volkswagen Jetta VR6. Ooh. It was a lemon, though. <laughs> it was actually a lemon. It was awful. I was so excited. It was like fast. It was cool. And then it, like, what year was it? 2006. 2006. Which That's was not bad. It was like, I think right after that, the the curse on Volkswagen switched over to Passat. So yeah. it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my upstairs roommate. Uh, not Justin, my other upstairs roommate. He's a he's a Volkswagen guy. So cool. I, I, I lord it over him sometimes. I'm like, just they lied to you about that. Food. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, you're part of the problem. Yeah. yeah. Okay, how about you? First I'm automobile. I'm laughing because all I know it was green and it was from 90, 19, uh, 1998. Ooh, 98. It's a Sebring. Oh, a, a, a Sebring. Sebring. Yeah. Oh, you had a Sebring. Was yeah. it a convertible? It was not. Oh, because that's what Michael Scott drove in the office. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Company lease. <laughs> Uh, Kate, let's stay on you for this one. Yeah. You may or may not have taken your non-convertible Chrysler Sebring to see it. Uh, what was your first live music event? The Beach Boys. Beach Boys. Yeah, wow. and I I love the oldies, the Monkees, the Beach Boys, the Beatles. Mm-hmm. So big fan of Beach Boys music. Big fan yeah. of the Beatles. I will say this, and I hope this doesn't offend you. Yeah. I saw the Beach Boys a few years back at Bonnaroo. It's got to be oh. 2012. Mm-hmm. So we're getting on five years now. Mike Love is the skeeviest guy mm-hmm. when he was on stage especially as he gets older <laughs> I was like man you are a creepy old man yeah. and poor Brian yeah. Wilson looks like they put a 2 by 4 behind him to keep him so propped up in, in like his chair so I saw him in 2004 yeah. it wasn't much different yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brian Wilson just looks and I, and I think he's super talented but he looks like somewhere he just took all the acid and then never totally came <laughs> yeah. back down yeah. it's like you look a little shot my friend yeah. but you know <laughs> drink some water I don't know yeah. what to tell you. uh 
But yeah, no, it's probably uh, they were excellent. Right. Like I'm not knocking; they were, right. they're super talented. But like I, I, I have a, I'm like here. It's look, just because what they did it's back then. Like, yeah, that's funny. But they were awesome. They were awesome when I saw them, and I, it was funny. It was the last day of Bonnaroo. Oh, it was like that Sunday so morning. Perfect description. So there was a lot of people hanging out the front, but there was also a good section of people just kicking back and taking a nap. Like, yeah. yeah, this was good. It was like yeah, yeah. people. All right, uh, just you. First concert you ever took live events. Yeah. Oh man, I can't remember. I think I was like six. My no. uncle. Oh no. No, this is actually pretty legendary. Oh, I like it. I like uh, it. Woodstock '99. Oh, you went to Woodstock '99. <laughs> yeah. Nine years old. I was yes. I was nine years old. My uh, uncle, my cultural, cultural moment. He yeah. had to be there. <laughs> Touchstone. My, my uncle <laughs> was running a vendor stand, and my mom yeah. was like, "Yeah, you can come." And I remember like. I was literally front row on my stepdad's shoulders yeah. for Willie Nelson, nine years yeah. old. I totally caught a contact high, like oh, just like a hundred thousand percent. Seeing like uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, I th- I blame a lot of like some of the weird stuff I've done in life on like nine years old at Woodstock. I was. I would say music festivals in general. Yeah, are, like, it's I, weird. I real quick. When I went to to Bonnaroo in two thousand twelve, mm-hmm. I had never been to a festival before, mm-hmm. and I've never gone since. And it's not like I have. It was a lot. Takes to a, take in. Like yeah. And I went for two reasons that year. One, I'm a huge Radiohead mark. Cool. Like a huge, yeah. huge Radiohead cool. fan. And they were the opener on they were the headliner on the opening night on Friday mm-hmm. or Friday, whatever it was. And and then Ben Folds Five, who I really liked oh. in college, awesome. were reuniting, like mm-hmm. as the three of them. Oh, yeah. Show. It was great. And they were actually only okay. Took like the first three songs were kind of they were still sloppy and mm-hmm. picked up. Bonavere was the act that from that show, I was like, yeah. "Oh my god, yeah. who is this? That's this awesome. is amazing!" Uh, but festivals, like, it's a. I'm, I think everyone should. Everyone who's a music fan should do it. Mm-hmm. Totally, it's an totally. but it's not for it's, everybody. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot to take in. You have to really be ready for it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you don't know what you're walking into at any particular time. Yeah, yeah. it can uh, get sketchy pretty quick. Staying with the music sort of vibes for this yeah. one. Uh, wait, who did I ask the last question to first? You, Me, you, all right, Jesse Stern. We'll go back, to Jesse. All right, go ahead. Give me one book, album, movie, or television show you are currently reading, listening to, or watching. Um, it's been like five years of this album, but it gets me through my day every day. Born and Raised by John Mayer. John Mayer. Yeah. Yo, John Mayer does not get enough credit for being an excellent guitar player. No, we um, saw him front row this summer. Really? Yeah. That must have been life changing. <laughs> so I'm a big, um, I'm a big James Taylor guy, and mm-hmm. I, I like. Uh, a lot of like singer songwriter guitar player type mm. guys like this and people always knock John Mayer and I think that John Mayer unfortunately gets maligned in the same category that Eric Clapton does mm-hmm. which is he sort of a safe songwriter and he got popular yeah. for a certain thing right and, but that doesn't really represent like what he like I go back and listen to that John Mayer trio album I'm like yo this is one of the best guitar players I've ever heard yeah. Yeah. he's amazing yeah. oh absolutely and it's funny because he's still from what I know and you guys you guys seem like you would know better than me He's still doing his thing like constantly. He's still touring like now, is he mm-hmm. not? Right? He's, like, well, he's I had no way to. Yes, this is totally yeah. embarrassing. He's but like he, he's uh, he was touring with uh, Dead and Company. Yeah, um, but he's out right now because his appendix broke, so he had to mm. get surgery. It's, it's kind of smart. Totally embarrassing. It's kind of smart that he's like aligned himself with the more like oh yeah like yeah, iconic like, legendary style musicians. Yeah, that's that's probably better off for him mm-hmm. than to try yeah. and do like your body is a wonderland rehashes. Right? I mean, yeah. So, oh, yeah, and I think he doesn't even. 
that album. Uh, he, did, he did play I'm, that. He did, I'm not. Look, I'm not gonna shit on that song because I mm-hmm. bought that album when it came out. Like yeah. that oh, yeah. other song that was on that album was it No Such Thing? Like that first yeah. song. Mm-hmm. I loved that song. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Like yeah, that, you know, it's amazing. Like, I, I don't was, know. I was a mark for John Mayer. Too. I'm not gonna. <laughs> <that's> good. <laughs> yeah. uh, same question oh, for yeah. you. Uh, uh, probably the book route. Anything Patrick Lencioni right now? So Patrick Lencioni. It's great for business. He's and he's. It's such an easy read. It, there's one that's called It's Getting Naked. And it's about just being, he was at a law firm mm. and how just transparency brought in more business. Sure. And how to like be yeah, that. Huh. It's a really good read. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I'll stay with you for this one. Uh, and this is a tough one. I, I'm going to rephrase it as a coffee based question. But uh, you can sit down uh-huh. and have coffee Uh-oh. with any person, I... living or dead, who is not your family. Who would it be? I've had such hard times with these ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is a hard one. No, you know what it is. I'm so sorry. Is this always stumps people? No one's ever ready for this question. Jesse, I'll give you. You're gonna get this one next. So if you have yeah. an idea right. too, if you want to. Wait, who's yours? Oh, uh, Rod Serling okay. from the Twilight Zone. Um, mm. I'm a huge mark for the Twilight Zone. Uh, he was really revolutionary in terms of. Uh, he was a Jewish uh, writer at a mm-hmm. time when you had to like sort of like not be a Jewish right. writer. And what he did in terms of film. And presenting like art on television mm-hmm. in an era when things looked very different, I, I just right. I could talk for hours about that show I think and him. I yeah. go back and forth, so it's either like so a huge Christopher Nolan fan who isn't Christopher Nolan, yeah. uh, but also back in I don't know. See I Nolan, love, that's yeah. I could talk for hours of Christopher Nolan right. about practical effects. Mm-hmm. I love. I'm, I grew up watching like the old like the movie The Thing, like John Carpenter's mm-hmm. The Thing, mm-hmm. where you had all these like large-scale, like, animatronics and right. puppets instead of, like, CG. Mm-hmm. And Nolan's a big... He's a big advocate of, like, I want it to be real and I want it to be on right. set. Yeah. And it, you can see it. That's why his movies mm-hmm. have that sort of visceral... Like, Dunkirk looks very real because it's physical and it's there. He's yeah. reacting to reality. Absolutely. So, yeah. I, Absolutely. Yeah, Those questions <laughs> bug me because I'm going to think about this for a week yeah, and I'll call you. <laughs> you can just, yeah, just, tell, just send them on Twitter to me. I'll yes. Just, how about you? Anyone? Oh, man, that that is, like, a really hard question. Um... You know who I've come to really appreciate over the years who? is Joe Biden. I would love to just sit down and have <laughs> a cup right? of coffee. Like, and he probably I mean, could just come. Aside from like the funny Joey memes, Biden. but like his story, like I just I would I would love to hear like. You said that a lot lately. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever? Did you ever watch Parks and Recreation? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He won't, no, he we, he won't watch the last five episodes, so that means it's not over. Yeah. I can't, but everything else he's watched. I can't live in a world where Parks and Rec is over. I've see you're you're thinking about it the wrong way. Okay. I've Probably. watched Parks and Rec about four times now. Mm-hmm. Even when it ends, it's you should watch it simply because the finale for Parks and Rec, the last one, is really one of the best television finales. Is I've it better ever than seen. The Office? Oh, really? Yes. Oof. We yes. watched The Office on repeat. Yes. I, I, think oh, okay. I think we're like 17 you times know, we've run through The Office. It's insane. We can get into this since I had this conversation hey. last week on the show. A couple weeks ago on the show, we talked about the best shows that you stream over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've probably watched Friends about four times yeah. growing up in, in I'm, you know, I was born in 86, grew up in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Friends is a big yeah. deal. Seinfeld as well. I've seen every Seinfeld. single Seinfeld. But like The Office and Parks and Rec will continue to have sort of a, an afterlife, I think, mm-hmm. as this sort of streaming show that people oh, get totally. into over and over yeah. and over again. Totally. And I, I am on the opposite. I'm on the side that most people are not. I think Parks and Rec is better than The Office. Really? Like, I don't think it's a question. Like, yeah. I, I like The Office a lot. I, they're so different for me. They are. And that's sort of why I think that Parks and Rec... Mm-hmm. Parks and Rec did a... 
The Office is an interesting show because I actually like the weird seasons at the yeah. end that didn't have Michael yeah, Scott. I don't like, know people why hate people those for whatever so reason. Yeah. But Parks and Rec did such a good job of like honing down their characters into they like, say from the beginning. To yeah, the end. absolutely. Yeah. Like, the That's characters true. are yeah. so yeah. well defined. What do you think is the next are. like Office? Yeah. I don't know what that so, is. So I've heard that there is a show that people really like on NBC called The Good Place, which I oh, it's amazing. Watching it feels like a limited storyline. You want so. okay? It's pretty, I, loved I think it. it's pretty funny. Okay, that's good. I don't know if it can go ten seasons. Okay, that's interesting. So. It's a good question because I I've thought about that a little bit too, right? Like a couple of the shows that I used to watch have been ruined for me. Like thanks, Danny Masterson. I mm-hmm. used to watch that '70s show a lot. Now mm-hmm. I'm like, hi, you're a gross Scientologist. Yeah, right. I don't watch you anymore. Terrible. Uh, but I don't think if The Office was on now, it wouldn't like like the things Michael Scott says. It makes you wonder. I wonder if it could stand now. I don't think that well, Parks and Rec didn't get popular on when it was live. It didn't really get popular until like it was almost done. Like yeah, no, yeah. that's very true. And I think that NBC would kill to have a show with that kind of cultural re- uh, mm-hmm. like resonance. Oh yeah. Now right. Yep. They tried to do that with that show. Was it Superstore? That yeah. was the it was like The Office, but in Walmart or like yeah, some sort of. That's it another limited. Feel right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which I, by the way we did meet John Krasinski, so I just wanted oh. to put that out there. <laughs> We're very proud of this. It was creepy though. It was cool. I stalked Little Falls for like eight hours. <laughs> yeah, I actually it's funny when that was all going out. My my aunt sent me my aunt who lives across the street okay. sent me a picture in the grape leaf mm-hmm. with her just hanging out with Jeff Goldblum. She's like, oh my god, oh like, yeah, because Goldblum had been there for like a week and That's she, awesome. yeah. I was like, poor Goldblum, he's just probably getting like everyone brought all these old women like my mom's oh, age absolutely. they're just like oh my god Jeff Goldblum John, John Krasinski I felt the same way because I remember like as he walked by I was like I'm doing it and I'm like I'm so sorry but he was like <laughs> a class act like and because I asked like like a whole row of little old ladies from Little oh, Falls yeah. got their pictures so. so you're welcome ladies living in New York mm-hmm. uh, and working in Times Square I worked in a restaurant in Times Square for about mm-hmm. seven years when I was down there um, and you would run into famous people, sure. mm-hmm. and, and there's a different, when you're working in a restaurant, there's a different kind of mentality to it. You're really not supposed to, these people are just people eating, mm-hmm. you're really totally. supposed to leave them alone. So I've yeah. met all these weird folks over the years, and I've told many people over the years about my Stephen King story, which I won't tell again here, but I met him there, awesome. huge Stephen King, I'll tell you after the yeah. end, it's a good story. Um, but one that I always uh, think of, the only person, the only actor I ever had a moment or celebrity I ever had a moment with was J.K. Simmons. Mm-hmm. J.K. Simmons is that guy from those farmers commercials. Oh, all that. Right. he's that movie Whiplash. Yeah, mm-hmm. got that voice. Aha, yeah, that guy. That yeah, very uh, nice. so thank you. So he <laughs> very good. Thank you. He came into the restaurant and um, he sat down. And he had two friends who were with him, right? Mm-hmm. Two who were not famous, and they were so obnoxious. They were like, "Buddy, buddy, my friend needs more." Blah 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 blah. Yeah, right, and he's and you could tell that he was sort of like, oh, "Okay, guys." Like, come on, just I'm good. <laughs> just yeah. take it back, right? And he he was on crutches. Mm-hmm. He'd hurt his knee or something because he had asked me for ice. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Pal, you mind uh, putting some ice in this bag for me?" And I said, "Yeah, no problem." So his friends leave, and he's about to leave. And I really, I, you know, I'd seen Whiplash. I loved Whiplash, and I'd mm-hmm. seen all these movies, and I, I really liked him in Spider-Man movies and all these things. And my friend Dano, who, second time I've talked about him to you guys so far, always had a thing. He would meet celebrities, and his move would be to go to their IMDb page and find the weirdest thing that he can tell them that he liked. Mm-hmm. So I did just that. I went to the back of the restaurant. Was, he was getting ready to cash out. I went to his IMDb, and I went through his whole filmography, and I went back down to him, and he had a small part in a video game that I had played. So I said, Mr. Simmons, I just want to uh-huh. let you know you were dope in Portal 2. 
And he goes, <laughs> and he goes, ha, thanks. And he walked out. And I was like, that was the best interaction yeah. I've ever had with any celebrity. And it'll never get better than that. Uh, I'm sorry, that was a whole tangent. I didn't mean to go off on it. No. We have one last question for you guys, and I'll sure. sort of leave it here together for you guys. Okay. Um, besides being a part of the community, besides mm-hmm. providing uh, coffee for everybody, besides, obviously, your love for excellent cars, which we talked about, <laughs> give me one more thing that you guys, uh, Jesse and Katie, are passionate about. And we, uh, like, so a whole, like, part of the design was just that it'd be a community space. Mm-hmm. Um, when we moved to Charlotte, we, like... We realized there's so much happening here, like that we just had to be a part of. We missed it here so yeah, bad. Yeah, there's just like there's we're just like so we, excited to add to the community we and love, add. like the refugee block. It's so unique. Yeah. It's like the New Ellis Island is how they call it. Yeah. There's forty two different languages. There's just so much so many stories. The and food, we, the people, it's just like it's wild. And what kills me is when like when you see I, I deal with a lot of like my students are primarily like refugee kids. Right. That's the program cool. I work for, right? And that's why I remember earlier in the year there was some really negative thing that someone had written about Utica, about mm-hmm. refugee population, how Utica's not right. And, I, and what bothered me so much is, like, kids are aware yeah. of the world that's around them now. Yeah. And when that stuff's out there and they find it, it is like, someone wrote this about me and my family. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. I see what these kids' lives are like. They just right. want to live and have... And what they... Yeah. So we were... There was this, like, kickball event for some high yeah. schoolers, and there's kids from, like, they were mostly refugees... And another kids from another school was like, tell them, go home. Yeah, and like, they don't have, like, they don't know. Like, what these kids, they've gone through way more than thankfully yeah. somebody else will have to. But It's it's hard <laughs> until you see what goes on and know what kind of life they bring into mm-hmm. school, right? Like, sometimes people, teachers uh, and parents don't always think about, like, the reason that the reasoning. Like, why didn't you do your homework? Why are you mm-hmm. so disheveled today? Yeah. You don't know what yeah. happened at that house yeah, or totally. what goes on at home, oh, right? Is, yeah. Uh, and these kids go through so much, right? Oh, and it's, it's it's insane. And the best you can do is just sort of keep propping them up and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. just and keep that drive. Drive. I don't, I'm, I'm going. No, it's. Uh, yeah. Katie, Jesse, I want to thank you guys thank so you. much for coming thank in. You. Uh, thank you. Charactercoffee.com is the website. Congratulations, opening day is today. Even though we're filming it three days before. Best of luck. Yeah. I appreciate you guys Thank coming you. on. Thank on you a, so much. Oh, it was a great pleasure. Folks, we'll be back to the show in just a moment. Stop down. It's opening day. Uh, best of luck for you guys going forward. Great folks. Um, so when we were finishing the last segment, we had a, a quick head pop in the studio from uh, Mr. Maiden Utica, Justin Parkinson. And the reason he came down here is to discuss something with me that he brought up to me last week. He's writing an article for Maiden Utica about this. So this is your teaser for it. I'm going to throw it up to you guys. It's about a conspiracy theory about a television show that he's been pitching. Have you ever heard of the That 70s Show conspiracy that Eric Foreman is in a coma for the last four episodes, or last four seasons of the show? 
Uh, vaguely, yeah. I've never heard that. Okay, so Maiden Utica readers, prepare yourself for this because it's coming in a couple days, apparently. I'm excited. Yeah, it's actually not. It's not the worst conspiracy theory I've already picked. <laughs> the idea is apparently at the end of one of the seasons of uh, that 70s show, there was a car accident angle. Mm-hmm. And, it's just up there. And, yeah, and after that, <laughs> this is what he does. <laughs> so after this is what he's doing. Right <laughs> yeah, that's what he's doing. Yeah. So after this, Empire in Ashes. And it all connects to the fact that the timeline of the show doesn't make sense. Like, it's I won't spoil it, but I'm just curious if you guys have ever heard of this because it's coming. I'm, it's going to be something I'm, I'm sure, sure we'll hear great. more about. It's just funny to think that that's what he's been doing. I too have the internet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So last week, by popular demand, because Heather wasn't here, and because the news, the, the history of last week, I got to be honest, was not great. We forego we foregoed history lessons last week. Uh, much to Kevin's delight. Um, I did bring them back this week, but I didn't quite get the the lack of excitement for the return of history lessons I was hoping for. Like, I was hoping that maybe if we didn't do them one week, people would be like, what happened to history lessons? Is that what you thought was going to happen? Don't know. I don't know. I don't Who? know. I don't know. Somebody, Who? anyone. I don't know. No, but I don't know. No one, no one stuck up for you. Nobody anymore. stuck up for me. So, uh, <laughs> so I'll tell you what. I'm going to try one more time, and if I get... Popular demand to get rid of the history lessons. I'll get rid of them. No. How's that sound? Okay. Are we not popular enough? You guys are required <laughs> to be here by law. So. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of law, on this day, uh, December 15th, ni- 1791, uh, Virginia became the last state to ratify the Bill of Rights, making the first ten amendments to the Constitution law and completing the revolutionary reforms begun by the Declaration of Independence. Um uh, Congress drafted the Bill of Rights in on December 25th, 1798, but it wasn't until this day uh, when the three-fourths majority uh, required to pass the, uh, the amendments became law. Uh, drafted by James Madison, based loosely on the Virginia Declaration of Rights, the first ten amendments gave us the following rights to all U.S. citizens. Do you guys know what the first ten rights are? Can you name any of them? Uh, yeah, probably... Yeah, there are all the obvious ones. Probably, I think. <laughs> if I say it's on with a piece of paper for a minute, yeah. I'm confident that I could get not in order. Probably, definitely eight or nine of them. Yeah, I, 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 I highlighted them when I was doing this thing. I, I remembered some of the obvious ones that they talk about all the time, sure. like freedom of speech, freedom mm-hmm. of religion, right to bear arms, and stuff. I, I got <laughs> caught up with like numbers six through eight. It was like right to speedy public trial. I forgot about that oh, one. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Protection against excessive bail or cruel and unusual punishment. Mm-hmm. That one sort of gets just I forgot about that. narrowed down to cruel you and unusual punishment. I forget yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, number nine, rights not uh, uh, enumerated are retained by the people. And rights not given to federal government or prohibited uh, state governments by the Constitution are reserved to the states or to the people. So there's nine and ten. Uh, not, those aren't like hitting the new tax plan to be taken away. You, who knows? Right? Sooner than later. Well, you know what's funny about that is uh, today, on Tuesday, obviously, there's going to be a lot of talk all over the news. I purposely kind of steered away from talking about the Doug Jones, Roy Moore, Alabama Senate He's race. Though, right now, guys. See, that's not, I don't know if Allegedly. that's true though. It was I think on that's, the Fox poll, so I guess the polls have been swaying more than Bitcoin for like the last yeah. ten to twenty days. My husband days, says no one's pro- anyone who probably wanted to vote for him probably was saying Roy Moore that. They didn't want to admit that they wanted to. Oh, so yeah. They probably a lot of said, people going underground. I, I still, it's Alabama, man. I still expect him to win. I do, I too. I, I truly hope he doesn't, but I, I don't trust I know, Alabama. I don't want to talk about it, but I had to. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of, there's a lot of coverage on this Roy Moore story on all the, on NPR, on Vox, on Fox News, on Politico. It's all over everything today. And I, I tried to find one narrative for this story to go with. There's just so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the only thing 
that I think was important out of this. Kevin, you and I, before this started, we watched a Vice News video where they sat down with about 10 or 12 Southern people who were voting for Roy Moore and asked them why they're going to vote for him. And this is something that we've sort of beaten around the bush, but there's a good definition about this. And it's about what we need to know about political psychology and something called motivated reasoning. Uh, when you're, like, deeply loyal to a team, you sort of see the world in a different way, right? If you're a sports fan and the Lakers get a penalty against them, Kev, it's usually the other team's fault, right? Like, what the hell? Oh, it was a bad call. Even if your team, like, got the foul, you sort of motivate yourself into believing it's the other person's fault. This happens in politics all the time, and I think this is really more of the crux of why people want to vote for Ray Moore, right? Or Roy Moore. Sure. It's, sort of like, it's sort of like we were talking about earlier, the Giancarlo Stanton thing. Like, the more and more people try and tell us this is a scam and this is nonsense and it's crap, like, the more and more I'm like, you're full of it. You guys are just miserable, right? Right. Is that really what's happening on a large scale here? Is that really just the crux of this whole thing? I feel like it is. It's not the crux, but it's a, it's certainly a healthy part of it. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't think that's the full crew. They just think everyone's out to get them. They're, they're out to get their party up. So they're, they're being targeted, right? It yeah. seems like political targeting. Um, I don't know. And I guess the other thing that's important to this, you know, all the conversation being had is about Roy Moore, about why he sh- why they're going to vote for him or why he's a scumbag and you shouldn't vote for him. And the sad part is no one's talking about Doug Jones and like what a like a fascinating person he is and all the stuff he did and why you should vote for him. So I would suggest if you're actually curious about this, don't read about what a jerk or scumbag or a molester Roy Moore is. Read about uh, Doug Jones and all the good things he did for the people of Alabama. There's like a really good video out about yeah. him too. Okay. Uh, on this date, December 12th, 1980, uh, Da Vinci's Notebook, not the band, the actual notebook owned by... Is there a band called Da Vinci's Notebook? They sang that song... Uh, Kiss Me. Isn't, uh, that was Sixpence on the Ridger. Da Vinci's Notebook was a band. Don't look at me. I don't know. Uh, da Vinci's actual <laughs> is notebook... Is Da Vinci's Notebook like your new side project band? <laughs> no, they were a band. Uh, on this day in 1980, American oil tycoon Armand Hammer, not Arm and Hammer, Armand Hammer, paid $5.1 million at auction for a notebook containing writings by legendary artist Leonardo Da Vinci. Okay? This is a weird story. So this guy, Armand Hammer... He buys the he buys the the notebook, which contains about 30, uh, 30 to 70, uh, 72 pages of his notes, uh, detailed drawings, all related to like water and things like that. He buys it for five million and renames it the it used to be called the uh, the Lester Codex. He renames it after himself as the Hammer Codex. <laughs> so he changes the name. Uh, he sort of puts it up for collection in his museum. And then he dies, and the museum sells it, right? Who do you think, in 1994, bought the notebook? Is a famous tycoon. Famous internet tycoon. Computer tycoon. Uh, Bill Gates. Yes! Bill Gates. He was the one who ended up with it. He paid $30.8 million for it in 1994. Can you imagine having that much money? (laughs) He immediately restored the name from the Hammer Codex to the Lester Codex and has since loaned the manuscript to a number of museums for public display, which is the classy thing to do. (laughs) I I feel like if I had lots of money, I don't know what I would... like. I like history stuff, but I'm not trying to buy, like, George Washington's hat. Uh, no, not his hat. But it's a fundamental <laughs> mistake to think that you wouldn't scoop some historical artifacts as long yeah, as you, you do them justice. Okay, I'm saying though, if you own, okay, if I'm a private collector, yeah, and I own Leonardo da Vinci's notebook and it's right. sitting in my house, like I understand. Maybe it's hard for me to think about. It right, I don't so have maybe that. not the notebook, but say it was, you know, 
say it was some sort of weapon, like Genghis Khan's sword. Yeah, I guess. I'd be so scared someone's going to try to steal it from me or rob me. I'd rather go see the stuff. What am I going to do with it? If I've got enough money to rip off $30 million for a musty notebook that's a life to have from Leonardo da Vinci, I've certainly got enough money to get good locks on the doors at my house. Furthermore, I don't know what thieves are coming to like, oh, we're going to steal the Da Vinci notebook. Hey, Sounds like a Dan that. Brown novel in Dan Brown novels. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Why you gotta lie on the podcast? I'm not. Seems disrespectful to the thousand Twitter followers. <laughs> First and foremost, our 1100. On this day, December 15th, 1993, Schindler's List starring Liam Neeson, a true story of a German, a German businessman who saves the lives of more than a thousand Polish Jews during the Holocaust, opens in theaters. Film was nominated for 12 Academy Awards, taking home seven Oscars, including Best Picture and Best Director. This was the first Best Director win for acclaimed director Steven Spielberg. Have you ever seen Schindler's List? Because yep. I've not. Like sort of when I was a kid. Ago, yeah. Was it good? Yeah. I never saw. It. I mean, I don't. I don't think it, I should watch it now more as an adult. Man, <laughs> what's your favorite Spielberg movie? Um, Jurassic Park. Yep, it's a good one. First one. I will probably say something and then forget one of his movies because he's got sure. so many. I feel like my knee jerk reaction is like Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, where he's lost. Probably, heart. Yeah. yeah. Did he do Honey I Shrunk the Kids? I don't think he so. Probably, he no, probably, like, executive produced producer it. it. They probably got a deal where he got a bunch of money to have his name on the poster, but didn't have to do the work. Hmm. All right. I'm Jurassic, guessing. I'm going to go with Jurassic Park today. And Jaws, okay. always. Yeah. Okay. That was his first major success as a director, 1975. Mm-hmm. The first uh, movie in history to gross more than $100 million. Um, his 1981 classic, Raiders of the Lost Ark, starred Harrison Ford, was nominated for eight Academy Awards, including Best Picture okay. and Best Director. Uh, he's actually won two best directing uh, Oscars. The second was for the film Saving Private Ryan, which is like an underrated sort of... Not underrated, but I sort of forget that's a Spielberg movie sometimes. Right. Right? It's not like what I think of when I think of like Jaws and Raiders of the Lost Ark and Jurassic Park and all that kind of thing. Well, that was... I think that was also before you knew he was going to do nothing but World War II movies for the rest of his career. (laughs) That's a fair point. He does does enjoy a World War II film. And uh, this one is sort of pointed toward... Kevin and I, just because we watched this movie this week, because I don't think you've seen the movie. Uh, but it's okay. You, we'll get into it. On this day, December 14th, 2005, the King Kong remake of Peter Jackson debuted Terrible. in the theaters. It's not a good movie. It's a bad movie. Okay, so this is a remake of the classic 1933 film. I'm going to get nerdy for a second here. When I was a kid, I had the 1933 King Kong movie on... Oh, Heather, you've got no idea how gassed up he's about to get from King yeah. Kong. I've on known v- Sam for a long time. <laughs> on VHS. The movie came out in 1933, starring Fay Ray and Robert Armstrong. It's a great movie. As a matter of fact, it is still, to this day, the only good King Kong movie. They've made a lot of them. There have been about seven different King Kong movies. I've actually of... seen it. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, I had a babysitter who would always play it every morning when we showed up. I love stop motion animation. I love black and white cinema. It hits a lot of cultural touch uh, touch points for me. Um, it does. It does, man. Uh, I don't think Heather's yawn was pointed, but yeah. it's funny in context. Um, there were three sequels to that: uh, Son of King Kong in nineteen thirty three, which is terrible; King Kong versus Godzilla in nineteen sixty two, which is a life changing film for me. How dare you say such a thing, Heather? It, re- it really changed my life as a human being. Uh, and then King Kong Escapes in nineteen sixty seven, which is trash. Uh, in 1976, there was another version of King Kong, starring Jessica Lange, Jeff Bridges, and Charles Grodin. It was uh, it was also actually nominated for an Academy Award. The big difference was King Kong climbed the World Trade Center, which is why they don't talk about that movie anymore, because they don't really show it very often. 
They made a sequel to that movie, which was, funny enough, the first time I'd ever seen a boob in a movie. Oh. Yeah. It was nice. Linda Hamilton's boob, unfortunately. But hey, you know. There you go. Boob's a boob. It was a boob. And then... Uh, we actually watched the most recent King Kong movie on HBO this weekend, which is why I even made this... King Kong, Kong Skull Island? Yeah, Kong Skull it? Island. Was it good? I mean... It was fine. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, it's like any sort of big blockbuster movie now. It seemed very cool to look at. I liked a lot of the actors. I really don't know what happened, like, in the movie. <laughs> like, a lot of things happened, for sure, but I don't really know what the point of any of them were. Right? It, it just seemed like things were happening and it was exciting and then you move on and then that's it. Yeah. Also, and this is not a spoiler alert because this King Kong movie is part of a larger arc because every movie is part of a, a universe now. I don't know if you knew this. Um, they didn't do any like iconic King Kong. Like, what do you know about King Kong? What's the most iconic image of King Kong? Right? If I say King Kong, what do you think of? I just didn't want to build him. Or Which hold, building? Or holding a, uh, the... Um, Empire State Building. Empire State Building. That's the iconic image of King Kong. King Kong with the woman on top of the Empire State yeah, Building. Yeah. This movie never even gets out of the jungle. So it's an odd... Well, the movie's called Skull Island. You I can't know. call the movie well, Skull wait, wait, Island and send him to Midtown he's Manhattan. He's going to build a raft. A raft. The first movie King took Kong's going to build a raft build from right. Skull Goddamn Island All right, the to the New York right. Harbor. So here's, so here's my argument. It's a movie. The 1933 <laughs> King Kong movie... we got to film in there. The 1933 King Kong movie, which, as I mentioned, is the only good one... Uh, gets him from Skull Island on Skull Island to New York to the Empire State Building in like an hour and a half. I wish everyone well, yeah, could see you Sam know Man. what's gonna happen in the sequels. They've gotta save room for the sequels. God, God I hate. I hate He's it. He's gonna take next one. He gets lost on Lost at Sea, trying to get to Manhattan. He's like, yeah, King Kong Lost, lost at, at sea. sea. Yeah, it's pretty. You're good. just jealous because King Kong has so much more personality than Godzilla. It's true. I don't mean to yeah, get you fired out. No, true. <laughs> no I, I, I said it during the movie. Look, I love Godzilla. I ride or die with Godzilla a hundred times out of a hundred. <laughs> but, like, if we're going to have this argument, I ride or die with Godzilla. But, like, Godzilla, at the end of the day, is a big lizard. So it's hard to get any sort of personality no, or... No emotional attachment. Yeah, King Kong is he's like an ape. Like, he, like, has facial expressions and moves like a human in the movie. So you can sort of, like, oh, he... You know, you sort of sympathize with King Kong, whereas you're like... That big lizard's gonna crush everything. I don't know how I feel about that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, King Kong. It was okay. I also watched Guardians of the Galaxy 2 finally this oh, week. That was, that was very good. I'm gonna make Kevin watch it later on. Is that a fact? Yes, it is. One day, maybe it's a problem. All these movies are too long. That's the one thing I remember about that other King Kong remake. It was like three hours long. Like oh, they made like ten years so ago terrible. with Naomi Watts. I love three Naomi hours. Watts, though. Ride or die with Naomi Watts, too. True. Mm. You're, not, you're not wrong, but three hours is too long for almost mm. any movie. Even movies I like that are three hours, I'm still yeah. like, eh. Uh, a couple, I just want to run through this. We're not going to go through the whole list of nominations. Uh, Golden Globe nominations came out today. Uh, What's the Golden Globes? Those are, like, the pre-Oscars. <laughs> like movies? Movies, like TV, the, the movies and TV. Movies and TV, though. Okay. Um, I'm not going to hit everything, because there's a lot in here. I just highlighted a couple things that were interesting. I wonder if there's anything maybe you guys are interested in, right? So this movie, The Shape of Water, this new Guillermo del Toro movie, got seven mm -hmm. nominations. Are you even interested in seeing this movie? It just came out. Yes. Really? Guillermo del Toro is awesome. Mm -hmm. and everything I've ever seen him do has been amazing. So, yeah, for sure. It, it's sort of basically like an updated, almost like an updated Creature from the Black Lagoon sort of style oh, movie. I like that. Yeah, he does really, uh, really well done, stylized, like, yeah. horror suspense. When I say horror, it's not just, like, dumb gore jump scares. Mm -hmm. Like, that's actually what's impressive about him. Um, he's makes a lot of. Is that movie in English? Yes, because a lot of his movies have been subtitled, which for some people is a deal breaker. But specifically, The Devil's Backbone and The Orphanage are both mm -hmm. awesome movies. 
you have to read the subtitles with some of the creepier suspense movies that I've seen ever or in a long time. Yeah. They're both great. Um, also, up in nominations, a movie called The Post, which I have hear, heard good things about, and then a movie called Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, which I very much want to see because I'm a big fan of Francis McDormand and Sam Rockwell and uh, whoever plays the cop. Woody. There. Woody. Is that Woody Harrelson? Yeah. yeah. Um, any of you guys interested in Lady Bird? I've heard a lot about that movie. I keep hearing about how great it is and how yeah. the reviews are, but I keep watching and going, I don't know. It just kind of doesn't. It hasn't pulled me in. I'm yet. sure Lady Bird is probably good. I feel like I'm probably not target demographic. It'd be one of those things where I wouldn't be like, oh, I don't want to watch this, but I can't see it being the movie where I'm like, ah, finally got some time to settle into Lady Bird. Yeah. You were making fun of me because I want to go see I, Tanya, but it's got three nominations. That's not why I was making fun of you. It looks like a good movie, man. We'll, we'll save it for after the show, but yeah. that wasn't the reason why I was making fun of you. You know it. Uh, HBO has 12 nominations, leading all networks. Netflix has nine, FX has eight. Any surprises? Who no what? Uh, HBO has twelve nominations okay. as a network. Yeah, a Netflix, lot of good stuff, right? yeah, Netflix has nine. FX has eight. Uh, those are the top three. FX doesn't always get enough respect for no, being no, able right? to hang as a cable channel. Like all the way back to I mean I'm a to quote your term of the week I'm a ride or die for Sons of Anarchy. Oh, it's a good show. And Justified is a great show too. And they've had some other good shows over the time, but. Uh, so they have Best Actor in a Motion Picture, Daniel Day-Lewis versus Tom Hanks versus Gary Oldman versus Denzel Washington, all in the same category. Mm. Pretty wild. I didn't even know that Daniel Day-Lewis's new movie was out yet. It's apparently. his last movie. Yeah, it's his last film. Mm-hmm. It's kind of unfair to tell people that before you... It's like, you, it's your last chance to give me an award. Yeah, it's <laughs> No, it's good. It's like, it's like saying you're going to retire before the end of the season. You can get out there, get ahead of it, and shut it down, and stop the rampant speculation, be left alone to mm. be a cobbler or whatever he wants to go do. <laughs> Um, this one stood out to me. What do you guys know about the movie All the Money in the World, directed by Ridley Scott? I need to get watching this. Um, you shouldn't know much about this movie okay, besides one know. particular thing. I feel like I know it rings the bell, but I can't tell you anything about it right now. So All the Money in the World was the movie that they had to reshoot all oh, the scenes. Oh. oh, yeah. I yeah. just saw the preview for that, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not uh, preview, but I heard Well, Ridley Scott, the director, is actually getting nominated for Best Director. So I don't know if that's like a... Sorry for your... Rough situation, or maybe the movie's just really it's good. Probably a great the movie. movie sounds Spacey's great. still a great actor. I yeah. mean, I'm sure the movie was probably very good. It's like mm. professionals working together doing the thing. Mm. I will say, I'm glad that uh, Allison Brie from Glow got nominated. I really enjoyed Yay. Glow on Netflix. But the I fact that it's great. The yeah. fact it's that Mark Marin got shut out is a travesty. That's he would sad. like it better that way. That's true. It's a better narrative for he him. He wouldn't know how to cope with that sort of mainstream recognition. And uh, I just want to sh- say for all you Twin Peaks fans, I'm very pleased that Kyle McLaughlin got nominated for Twin Peaks. I didn't think Twin Peaks was going to get any Emmys. It's just too weird. But really? Maybe for like cinematography. It's not going to win like best drama. I feel like I, they'd I mean, get it because it's because the comeback was such a big deal and it's become such like do a... people like it? Twin, Pe- Twin Peaks... Saying you like Twin Peaks has become a big badge of honor whether you liked it or not. And I don't mean that about you because I know you love the show and like, right. it's something that you've been into for... You know, a long, long, long time. My Amazon wish list is all Twin Peaks shit. Oh, yeah. It's just like t- Twin sure Peaks vinyl. I want that new book that came out, that Mark Frost book. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Uh, and then uh, shout out to David Harbour from Stranger Things. He's the sheriff, the older oh, sheriff. Hey. The kids are the ones who get all the credit for that show, but he's like, me and my sister have talked about how David Harbour acts the shit out of Stranger Things. <laughs> he's really putting in work. All right, that's it. Golden Globes. Jeez, we really went through a lot of stuff in 20 minutes and I don't have much else for you guys oh no oh darn um oh uh, I'll just do this so what we're not talking about uh the Wall Street Journal this week vowed to stop making fun of millennials (laughs) 
So I don't know why they started. It seemed like a bad marketing well, campaign. Everyone's making fun of everybody, so. At, at, well, basically, the it's an wall. easy story to sell because the old people are the ones that read the newspapers. Are like, yeah, it is those mm. damn kids and their cell phones. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, it's like, I, well, they've crossed. They've, these are just a couple headlines they've put up over the last year. Uh, if you have twenty nine credit cards, you're probably a millennial. Facts to silence your smug millennial nephew this Thanksgiving. Uh, that's one. Jeez, God, really, it's a terrible. I feel headline. personally attacked by that article. <laughs> Dear God, uh, good work, Wall Street Journal. Uh, Here's a quick sports one. The Los Angeles Rams. You guys Giancarlo know? Stanton continues to be a New York Yankee. It became official today. Uh, the St. Louis sports one. Uh, the St. Louis Rams moved to Los Angeles this year, following uh, many years of being in St. Louis. Uh, and the they used to be in Los Angeles. They used though, to be right? in Los so Angeles. They moved from Los Angeles to St. Louis. Now they're back in LA. The problem they've had is that people in Los Angeles are transplants. No one really lives in Los Angeles, so they keep getting this scenario where all the people who come to the games are rooting for the other team. So earlier this week, Fox put out a casting call for actors yes. who would like to play Los Angeles Rams fans during the pregame show. Stop. Sounds like I got a plane to catch. <laughs> I feel like we should get up on it. I could pretend to be a Rams fan for money. I'm just saying. I love no the Bills. Question. I don't like the NFL like at all, so I'll get right out there. I don't. Yeah, the Rams are my team. Uh, my Uncle Dan's team and my Uncle Donnie's team, which mm. is weird. I have two uncles from different sides of the family who both love the Rams. Huh. The era, era specific, probably. They were really good with... They're like, probably dude, close to yeah. the same age as each other, so that would make yeah. sense. Were era, they, good? they were good with Dan Fouts was there. Ah, who yeah, knows, yeah. man. Uh, Football. Uh, a Japanese office firm is using drones to form, force its overtime staff to leave the building at the end of the day. Uh, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in Japan with people like working way past their time is supposed to be here. There's a lot of weird overtime stuff. Mm -hmm. This Japanese company is using a drone that will fly around the office late at night and play Ole Lang Syne over your desk until you leave in an attempt to get people to stop staying after Joke's on you. Ole Lang Syne is a beautiful song. It's true. <laughs> Whatever it is. And, <laughs> and I just wanted to share this one because this is something that Kevin and I have talked about for many years. There is a band in Portland that uh, has been writing jingles for brands that they don't work for under the premise that they can sell out and get free stuff. Is this a terrible idea or a phenomenal idea? I think it's a phenomenal idea. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Funny. You're making <laughs> it's so money. funny. You're making money and getting paid and getting a bunch of free stuff <laughs> with like your instruments recording silly songs. That sounds so terrible. So here's the quote from uh, Billy Jeans of the band The Mean Jeans, who is this band in Portland. We were enjoying Mountain Dew at our studio space and decided to write a, tr a tribute jingle. Uh, the track, Mountain Dew, parentheses, I need it, on parentheses, was all of on all our social media feeds and it got spread all over the place. Are you ready for a sample lyric? I need it. I need it. I need it all the time. That delicious Mountain Dew. Quite the lyric. Few, ahead, of, ahead of our time. A few yeah. days later, the band received more cases of Mountain Dew than they knew what to do with and some choice Mountain Dew apparel to shamelessly rock. Kevin, many I'm, years... I'm furious. <laughs> I know where you're going, you but I'm furious. Well, many years ago, <laughs> Kevin was part of a band called Now Hiring Losers with our... Like good 15 or 16. Like, the first, probably the first band I ever played in. Yeah. Okay. And uh, our fearless leader at the time, one Patrick Gerace, shout out to GFO. Great friend of the show. Great one friend of the OG show. friends of the pod. Yeah. He wrote a song called... <clears throat> International House of Pancakes, which was about how much he loved. He wrote it. They were in the family's conversion van on a trip down to like Virginia, and he had brought an acoustic guitar, and he was playing it, just singing it to his brother, just to annoy him, just singing International House of Pancakes over and over again over like these little chords, and joking around. It turned into a full band song, and 
these people at IHOP could have used it years ago. Could have retired on pancake money before I was out of high school. And mind you, it's an excellent song. So, in well. A, well, in a final attempt for us to shamelessly make some money, I will be foregoing our outro song this week, and I'll be playing the high-quality remix version of IHOP that I have in the iTunes studio. There you go. So, uh, I think, without further ado, I will say to you folks... Thank, send them out on it. There send them out on you guys. If anybody knows anybody who works at the International House of Pancakes Marketing Department, anything like that, uh, please... Let us know. <laughs> Shout it out. I will that. retire from this podcast in a heartbeat for some corporate sellout money. <laughs> Uticast.com, maidenutica.com. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud. Keep it tight. Woodstock lives. Sign our humanoids. We will see you next week.